0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. So glad that you joined us for uh, another day in the Book of Revelation. Uh, I'm looking at my camera, which happens to be my my iPhone. I didn't know, I don't know if you knew that that's how I record these. Uh, but on the back of my phone, I just put a sticker that I got at In and Out restaurant, In-N-Out Burger in in California. I was just there a couple days ago and I love In-N-Out Burger. So there is an In-N-Out sticker on my phone to remind me of the culinary excellence of In-N-Out Burger. So I'm getting hungry uh, watching the camera today. I do have a a brand new mug as well for my collection. Uh, This is an M. See that M? That stands for Maranatha uh, Baptist University because my dear friend Don Donovan and his wife, Brigida, serve there at Maranatha. Don is the vice president and CFO of uh, the university. Great place, doing a great job for the Lord, and it's a great mug. So Don, thank you for the mug, because it's it's had three cups of coffee in it already today, so it's getting good use. But uh, we're in the book of Revelation, chapter number 12 today, and we're in a section— In the book of Revelation, that is highly symbolic. And uh, don't be alarmed by that because the Bible actually introduces this section in symbolism. It talks about great wonders and signs. So these aren't intended to be taken literally. They're intended to demonstrate um, themes, uh, a panoramic view uh, that we're going to see of the nation of Israel, of the struggle. Uh, of the birth of Messiah, of his ministry, of the, of the, the, the final victory of, of Messiah, and all of it. So I, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but we're going to explain it as we go. But there are seven. There are seven signs uh, that we'll discuss in these chapters, and uh, all of them will help us to understand the, the scope of God's plan better. So we're going to go back a little bit in history, Uh, to the first coming of Christ, even even before that. And then we're going to come all the way through to the end of the tribulation. So we're going to, again, get a kind of a panoramic view of Messiah as he relates to God's people, Israel. Remember that the tribulation period is also called, the seven years, is also called in the Bible, Daniel's 70th week. So if you'll recall back in Daniel chapter number 9, God had predicted through Daniel that there would be 70 weeks of years determined upon God's people, Israel. So that would be 490 years altogether. 483 of those years have already been accomplished until the cutting off of Messiah. You can read all about this in Daniel chapter 9. But dang, the, that last week of years, that last week, seven years, has yet to be fulfilled. Now, why? Why would they be separated? Because, because the, the people rejected Messiah. He was cut off. And so, after Messiah was cut off, God's plan for the last 2,000 years has not been to reach the world through Israel, but rather uh, the, the mystery of the church. Uh, a a Jewish Gentile body of believers, baptized believers, called out to represent Christ in a sinful world, to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So the local church, that is the the plan, God's plan for this age, for this, we, we would say, dispensation. But we know that when the church is called out, we call that the rapture, then God's attention again will be upon Israel exclusively. So that's why even the gospel during the tribulation period will be be, uh, propagated by Jewish people, right? The 144,000 Jewish evangelists, to use that term. So I hope that makes sense. So here in uh, Revelation chapter 12, we're seeing a, a panorama of how God intended for Israel originally to uh, receive the Messiah, to that—that uh, that was the intention. But remember, Israel did not receive her Messiah; rejected him. And one day she will receive him, uh, and will actually lament the fact that we pierced him, and we crucified him, and we rejected him. We read about that in Zechariah chapter 14. Okay, but I'm getting way too rabbit-holy today. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 12. Let me read the verses for us, and we'll dive into uh, the symbolic section. Okay, so Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 1. And there appeared a great wonder. That's the word for sign. That's why we know that this is a symbol. Great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. So that should speak to you because as you understand your Bible history, go all the way back to the patriarchal days. Okay, the birth of the nation of Israel really was the call of Abraham, the call of Abram. And I will make of thee a great nation. Remember the promise of God. And that promise was reiterated to Isaac and then to Jacob. And it's important to reference Jacob because Jacob really is Israel, right? Jacob was renamed Israel. So when you think about the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, you're thinking about Jacob, aren't you? And is it not interesting that it was Jacob that was typified by the son? Remember, Joseph in Genesis chapter, what was that, 37, uh, received that dream uh, from the Lord. And in that dream, he he saw the sun and the moon. So that would be uh, his father and his mother, Jacob is the father, and the brothers, the the stars. So we see that again here. Here's a woman clothed with the sun, uh, feet upon the moon, the 12 stars. So clearly, at least to me, this is a reference to Israel. And throughout the Old Testament, Israel is typified as the wife of Jehovah, a woman who is giving birth. So the birth that she's going to give is the man-child of verse number five, that's Christ. So we're going to see three signs here initially. We're going to see a woman, Israel. We're going to see the dragon, Satan, who wants to destroy the man-child. And then we see the man-child himself, which is Messiah Christ. So... Uh, Now in verses 1 and 2, as we consider the woman, Israel, in what sense does Israel give birth to Christ? Well, Jesus came from the nation of Israel. He is the seed of Abraham. Was that not the promise that God gave? And that promise that the seed would come from Abraham was not just the promise that a great nation would come from Abraham. But Paul makes the specific case in Galatians chapter 3 that seed is singular. The seed as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So in that sense, we know that Jesus was born of Israel. For unto us, uh, Isaiah said, a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called. That great prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 so clearly, the Bible teaching is that Jesus is a, the Israel's, uh, came from Israel. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. So here in Revelation chapter 12, the sign of the woman, uh, this is Israel. Uh, and watch what it says in verse number two. And she, uh, that's the woman now, being with child, cried travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. So a picture of the coming Messiah, uh, the the troublous times that Israel was going through at the time of the birth of Jesus. Remember, uh, she was under Roman domination. Uh, She was not autonomous. Uh, She's going through heavy taxation. Uh, during even the, the the season of that first century of of Christ's ministry, uh, Jerusalem was destroyed in seventy A.D. Uh, under Titus, the general. Uh, later on, becoming the the emperor in Rome. I mean, these are dark days, and Jesus was born during troublous times. And by the way, Jesus will return during troublous times. So there's much pain, there's much suffering, and that that illustration is used. Uh, to, to show us that Jesus came and that J- he came as a Jewish Messiah. And uh, Satan tried to do everything he could to destroy Jesus. Uh, and that's where we go in verses numbers three and four. So uh, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but let's see if we can just jump in to verse number three. So there appeared another wonder. Do you see that? Revelation 12 and verse three. So we're talking about these signs, these symbols, these symbols. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, in other words, take great note of this a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, seven crowns upon his head. So the seven heads and ten horns refers to, uh, well, it refers to the, the, the devil who has these crowns and these heads and these, and these horns. What is this? Some kind of a grotesque creature? No. remember, this, this is a symbol. And what's very interesting is this symbol has already been introduced in the Bible back in Daniel chapter number seven. So if you've ever, uh, if, if you've been a part of Everyday Truth now for, for some time, you remember we studied the book of Daniel. And in the book of Daniel, we talked about the kingdoms of the world. And how Daniel several times throughout the book talks about the fact that the the world kingdoms are going to come and go. Remember the the image of the beast and the, the head of gold, and that was uh, Babylon. And then the chest you had uh, 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 Assyria, and then uh, Medo Persia, and then uh, I think what how'd that go? You had Assyria, and then Babylon, and then Medo Persia, and then Greece. And then Rome, and then the revived Roman Empire, and the 10 kings that will comprise the revived Roman Empire that will rule the world during the tribulation time. But the one leader will have sway because he will have captured three of those world powers. I'm getting way ahead of myself. We're going to get to this in our study. But uh, Antichrist or the beast. And the false prophet, the other beast. We'll talk about them when we, when we get to chapter number thirteen, uh, or chapter yes, chapter number thirteen. So, I know I'm confusing you. The point here is this: Let's make this really, really simple. The the nation of Israel gave birth to Christ. The devil did not want Christ to fulfill his mission, and so remember, at the birth of Christ, the dragon was there waiting. Remember Herod? He used Herod to kill the, the, the children two years of age and younger. Remember to try to destroy Messiah. Remember uh, the devil tempted Jesus. Uh, all the nations of the world I will give you if you bow down to me. Uh, I, I fully believe that the devil was hoping to destroy Jesus at Calvary. So the, the devil has always been fighting against God's redemptive plan. He's always been at enmity with, uh, with, with, with God and with God's plan. Uh, way back from Genesis chapter 3, where the prediction, the first prediction of, of Messiah would be that uh, thou shalt th- bruise his heel, uh, but he shall bruise thy head. Remember about the serpent? So this has been the age-old battle of the universe, Look at verse number uh, four again. And his tail, the dragon's tail, drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon it was, as it was born. So what does that mean? The devil took the third part of heaven to earth some believe that this means that uh, a third part of the angelic beings in heaven, later to be known as demons, followed Satan uh, from heaven. We do know that Satan has had access to heaven after the fall. We read about that in Job chapter 1. But whether the, the stars refer to angels in heaven or whether this refers to just uh, the devil's control on planet Earth, it really doesn't make a difference Because the main thought here is that the devil fights against God's redemptive plan, specifically opposes Christ. So in in review today, and I know I've probably said some things that are confusing, but just to simplify, in review today, we have a woman, Israel, giving birth to to the man-child, Messiah. We'll talk about him next episode. And the devil opposes this, wants to destroy him, but is not successful. So we've covered two of the signs. We'll come back to this uh, next episode. I hope you'll stay with us. Thank you for listening. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.